and welcome to the Homesick Podcast. We're so excited to grow and learn with you in our walks with Jesus and we pray this podcast encourages you of the hope found in Christ. I'm Evie and I'm here with my co-host Lily and today we're going to be discussing the topic of lukewarm Christianity. Yeah, welcome back. Um, today, as Evie said, we're talking about lukewarm Christianity um, and kind of the purpose behind this episode pretty much is we just want to unpack this phrase because it's used pretty often we want to unpack this so that we can discover the life, the most fulfilling life that God has um, called us to live and the way that we can achieve mm. that. Um, let's just pray to start. Dear Lord God, we thank you so much for this day that you've created. And um, we just pray that as we open your word and we look into this topic of lukewarm Christianity, um, that you would just speak to us mm. and that we would know the right words to say um, and the right things to uh, pull out from these passages and I pray that you would help us speak in a way that glorifies you and that anything that isn't of you would just fall away that people would Mm -hmm. remember um, what you want them to remember and that we would be able to live our lives in the most fulfilling way for us and also for your glory in Jesus name amen amen. how are you Abby I'm doing (laughs) good (laughs) how about you Lily (laughs) yeah good um, yeah, anything exciting going on in your week? I mean, we've gone back into lockdown. Oh yeah, update guys. <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to be released at the like right time, but, but that's okay. <laughs> For those, we're, we, yeah, we've just gone back into level four. People not in New Zealand... That means we can't leave our house at all. Yeah. Yay. We'll be here for the next three days because there was one community case of corona in Auckland and we are from Wellington, so we're now in <laughs> A little lockdown. bit far away. A little bit far away, okay. but, yeah. you know. So what's been, what's been happening for what's you been popping? lockdown? Um, well, I had no school yesterday because of lockdown, so that was pretty nice. But now our teachers are like, okay, time to start doing work again. So yeah. I've been busy doing my algebra, kind of suffering. But, hey, I kind of love it at the same time, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do not. <laughs> I do not. It's actually a fun subject. Don't Go come you. at me, guys. Don't <laughs> <at> me. <laughs> well, unlike Abby, I've been doing school the whole way through lockdown. <laughs> it's okay. It's very different, and I feel like we get l- like less done when we do the same amount of time, which is a bit annoying. But that's true. Yeah, we're we're working yeah. with it. So yeah. let's get started. Get started? <laughs> um. Yeah, so like Lily said, we're going to be speaking about lukewarm Christianity, and it's a really controversial term as people have many different interpretations to the Bible verse, which is Revelations three verse fifteen, the, the, Revelations three verse fifteen to sixteen, which says, "I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth." Yeah, um, I think. So a lot of people either, um, so a lot of people are confused about the cold and hot bit and whether um, cold means you're not a Christian and hot means you are a Christian and what does Jesus mean by spitting you out of your mouth, etc. But I don't think we want to focus too much on the interpretations of um, this verse itself, but kind of just really nail down on how lukewarm Christianity Mm. is when you are saved, but you're not invested into your faith. So you profess to be a Christian, but you're still choosing to live like the world instead of like Jesus. Um, And this is a position that a lot of Christians are stuck in. 
and it's a really sad position to be in. And I think mm. um, as Christians, as baby Christians, this is how we first start out. But a lot of kids, a lot of kids, a lot of Christians stay stuck in this in this phase. Mm. Another term that is used for this is carnal Christianity, which Paul describes himself as in Romans 7, 13, 25, which says, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, so- sold under sin. And carnal means to be of the flesh. So when Paul uses the word carnal, he's talking about how he is kind of mm. being more under the influence of the flesh in his life than a mature believer who is walking close to the spirit. So as believers, we want to be close to the spirit and not close to our flesh. And that's a slow and surely process that we have to go through. But it's definitely a process that is worth it. And we just wanted to mention how we're not here to judge you. This is such like and like a broad topic, but we just want to encourage you that there is a more fulfilling life for you. Mm-hmm. And that's by living like Jesus and not like yeah. the world. Well said. <laughs> um, yeah, just... So just keep that in the back of your head as we continue on through this topic, that um, kind of definition of lukewarm Christianity that we went by. Yeah, definitely. I think the main thing with lukewarm Christianity is mm. thinking highly of ourselves and believing that we are good. Um, it like downplays sin in our lives and doesn't acknowledge the full extent mm. of our brokenness. And we think, oh, like... Yes, I'm a sinner and Jesus saved me from my sins, but because Jesus saved me, I'm like, okay, life is good, da 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 It's very happy-go-lucky. It's more like an ignorant lifestyle. Like we don't want to confront the sin in our lives and we don't want to admit that. And we just think, oh, I'm a good person. Like I'm being kind to my friends. I haven't cursed. I haven't lied um you know that kind of jazz but in reality the bible tells us that we are all sinners and we are all evil at heart um romans three twenty three: for all have mm. sinned and fall short of the glory of god we are all broken people and we need jesus and we cannot save ourselves we are totally incapable of saving ourselves and that's why we need jesus and lukewarm christianity just completely ignores this mm. and Yes, although they are like saved and they believe in God, they just don't realize yeah. how wretched they are. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a huge um, issue as the church that we're facing, I guess, in our generation, that people just, um, like you were saying before, they have this perspective like, oh yeah, I'm a sinner, but God died, mm. like Jesus died for my sins, so therefore like thank god for his grace like that's okay but um but we're called to try and be more like jesus and stop sinning um and obviously we can't do that like we're never going to attain perfection but we're called to to um live in obedience to god and mm. to try and do that even though it's never going to we're never going to reach that state of perfection we can sure. we can spend our lives um letting the holy spirit sanctify us and i think that's um, um, it's a super huge issue in the church at the moment that people are just really stagnant in their faith. Mm, and again, we're not exactly. judging other people, but we're just coming from a place that we want people to live their most fulfilling life in Christ. And that's not happening when we're stuck in this rut of, oh, like, I'll just keep living in my sin because um, it's already been mm. paid for by Jesus. But that's so 
um, that's worse off for us in the end, I guess, when we aren't living out our full potential in Christ and living the most fulfilling life that we could be living because we are saved. So it's just not worth it. Yeah. And I think um, this is kind of off topic, but I think the reason why the church is really like this at the moment is because we've become so focused on moralism rather than mm-hmm. salvation. So we focus so much on God is love and what love looks like. and But we don't define love as how um, the word of God mm-hmm. defines love. And we choose to define it as how the world defines love, which love for the world means acceptance and acceptance of everything. So we don't want to confront sin because we think that love mm-hmm. means to accept sin. Um, so it just becomes this whole like balancing act of the world and God and we never really reach anywhere we're we're lukewarm Mm. we're stuck in the middle we're so consumed of wanting to be like the world but we're also trying to fit Jesus into that somehow when Jesus should be our priority yeah for sure I just think that it's um that it is like something that we are facing currently because of that like um misinterpretation I guess of that definition of love and um then that ties into how we're basically ignoring sin and a lot of the time celebrating sin, um, which just leaves us stuck in this place of like one foot in the world and one foot um, with Mm. God, which just doesn't work. And um, that's the problem that you have to eventually choose one or the other because you can't serve the two masters and we're trying to, if uh, yeah if you're lukewarm then you're attempting to serve both and it's just not going to work and mm-hmm. your life is not going to be as fulfilling as it could be um exactly yeah <laughs> yeah like first kings 18:21 says and Elijah came near to all the people and said how long will you go limping between two different opinions if the lord is god follow him but Baal, then follow him and the people did not answer him a word and i just think that that example really just shows you can't be of two different opinions. You can't be of the world and of God. You need to choose one. If God is mm. your Lord, then make him your Lord. Put him at the center. Put him at the front of your of your faith and your life. But if you're so busy consumed with the world, you're just limping. <laughs> like Elijah says, you're just limping between two different opinions. Um but we want to run the race for Christ. Mm-hmm. We want to run the race for Jesus, um, which means we can't be held back by our worldly desires. We need to go wholeheartedly to mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think that's the most dangerous thing about lukewarm Christianity is that we're so focused on the world and we're focused on ourselves and we're not focused on God when God should be the forefront mm-hmm. of our lives. Yeah, out of that focus on the world, I think, um, it changes our perspective around sin. If if all we're focused on is the world and our world that glorifies sin and makes it look so attractive and appealing, then that's going to change our heart and our mindset around sin and it's going to become appealing to us and it's going um, to not seem as serious, which... Um, which is like another characteristic of being lukewarm is um, mm. embracing sin and not um, not realizing how bad it is and not realizing the huge extent of damage that it can do to our relationship exactly. with God. Like that's why yeah. Jesus had to die because 
God is so holy that he can't be near sin and to be in relationship with exactly. us. Like he, he just couldn't because the sin is so bad and God is so holy. So when we are focused on the world and our our mindset of sin changes to be one where we don't realize how negative it is and how much it hurts God for us to sin, then we're um, we're not like living our relationship with God fully because exactly. we can't if we're in that mindset of sin and when we don't actually hate mm. sin. Yeah, I think we, if you're a lukewarm Christian, you're trying to justify your mm. sin and you're trying to make excuses for the choices that you make. But although we as humans and as people are justified and we're called children of God because of what Jesus did on the cross, our sin isn't justified. It doesn't make our sin right. Our sin is still wrong and it's still evil. And that's why we need to repent. And that's why we need to choose to follow Christ because we're supposed to be denying our flesh and denying Mm. our sinful desires. But lukewarm Christianity doesn't want to do that. It just wants to have fun and we and and although obviously you do want to have fun in life and Christians do have fun <laughs> um but that shouldn't be our focus yeah I think um on the topic of like taking advantage of God's grace and um like downplaying our sin and then like the whole difference between um fun <laughs> um for Christians and then the worldly sense of fun, like you were saying, we just can't, in all of them, um, you just can't have your foot in both sides. I mm. think that's like the common thing. But like God died, Jesus died um, so that he didn't die so that we could keep sinning and also have a relationship with God. Exactly. That's mixed exactly. up. Like we, he died so that we could have a relationship with God and that, God sees us as righteous through Jesus Mm. but that isn't yeah that is an excuse isn't an excuse to keep sinning and it's not um I think that can be like a misunderstanding if you can see it that way but it's like um all the more reason for us to try and be more like Jesus exactly and I think um, it's because they have such a low view of Christ. And I guess, like we've said before, once you realize the depravity of your sin, you begin to realize the incredibility of God's mm. grace. Um, because, yeah, that's just um, God's grace is to save us from our sin. So we don't recognize our sin and we don't recognize God's grace. So a mature Christian recognizes that they are nothing without Christ, but a lukewarm Christian thinks that they are still something without Mm. Jesus, which is not true. Um, We can't rely on ourselves. We can't be self-sufficient. We have to look to Jesus and give all glory to God and rely on Him. Um, Because, yeah, we're just nothing without Mm. Him. And um, we can't can't live our life trying to um, find fulfillment in ourselves Mm -hmm. um, because we never will find fulfillment. Um, So, yeah, I think that big emphasis of going off ourselves, but instead turning towards Jesus, that's what mm. you need to do um, to get out of that lukewarmness. Yeah, Colossians 3, 5 to 6 says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Mm, um, so good. 
so like you said before, that lukewarm Christianity doesn't understand um, that we are nothing without Christ and still see, yeah, still see value in themselves and therefore Mm. in that changed perspective of sin that we were talking about earlier that's not seeing it for like as it is and as wrong as it is but this verse in the bible tells us that um these sins lead to death and eternal death not just um Mm. death on this world so I think with that warning like why would we want to continue to live in our sin when we know Mm, and the bible tells us how much more of a fulfilling life we can live when we're walking with jesus Mm. um so with yeah with this warning why would we um why would we want to continue living in that yeah that's so good i just wanted to read james 4 verse 4 which says Um, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Um, So that just kind of wraps up everything Mm. we talked about. And I think moving on to our next point that we wanted to discuss is living a holy life and how that is so important as a Christian to be Mm. sanctified um, and to be made holy through Christ. And as Christians, our lives should be reflecting the work that the Holy Spirit is doing inside of us because when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit dwells inside mm-hmm. of us, right? Um, so if we're not showing the fruits of the Spirit, then are we really walking close to the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Like our daily actions are, are a reflection of our lives mm-hmm. of God. And if we are living um, as a false witness of Christ, if we are not making... Um, godly choices Mm -hmm. then that just really reflects like how how close are you actually walking with the spirit do you actually prioritize god if you're making these decisions all the Mm -hmm. time um i think that goes a lot with conviction are you feeling convict convicted over sin or do you just feel nothing because that could just be an indication that maybe you actually need to spend more time with jesus um to be able to feel conviction again. And I think, um, I know that growing up, I thought that conviction was like a bad thing. And I was just, I just wanted to get rid of it. I just thought, oh, I, this, this is such like a bad feeling. I hate feeling shame mm. and guilt is what I thought it was. But in reality, it's just God telling you um, through the Holy Spirit that um, this is wrong and there is something better for you and there's something more and we should listen to that because God knows everything he's in control and he is Mm -hmm. wise and we don't know enough to to see the bigger picture and know what is right or wrong so he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us overcome sin so why are we not why are we ignoring the Holy Spirit yeah um Abby and I've been reading a book together and I was reading it this morning and I was talking about how the the fruit um, and the good fruit of the spirit that is visible in our lives is proof of the grace that we have received. And I just love that so mm, much. That's that, so good. Um, that we can say all we want that we're saved and that we love Jesus. But at the end of the day, if the Holy Spirit isn't working in our lives and we aren't allowing that conviction in and we aren't... Um, letting the Holy Spirit sanctify us because we can't do that by ourselves but if we aren't allowing God to do that in us 
then what does that say、mm. about what we're professing? Exactly, and this is not to make you question your salvation. If you believe,、mm. you believe, and you do have faith. We're not telling you we do, you that you don't have faith, but we're just really trying to nail down the point that、um, the the way we live our life is such a direct reflection of our、mm. relationship with Christ. And when we don't have a strong desire to live like Jesus, then <laughs> like what? What is the forefront of your mind? And it's a slow, it's a slow、um, progression that you have to go through. And that's why it's like a baby Christian, right? When you're a baby Christian, you you just start to believe in Jesus, but obviously you're not going to have the wisdom and discernment、um, as somebody who's been a Christian of thirty years, right?、Um, <laughs> But that's that's why we're just encouraging you to strengthen your faith and read the Word of God and go closer to Jesus, so that you can get out of lukewarmness and you know pursue Jesus in your daily actions, because、um, it is it can be quite frustrating as well when you're inside of that rut because you know like you know that there is something more for you, and you know that、um, that the way you're living your life isn't fulfilling. Um, we like to lie to ourselves that we're satisfied and we're fulfilled, but if you're not walking with Jesus, you aren't, and you're finding satisfaction in the wrong things. So, yeah, this is just our encouragement to really、um, just in love go to God, go to Jesus, and、um, surrender everything, surrender all your feelings, all your desires, and、um, yeah, just really. Really go to God because He He will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just on the、um, on the verses about fruit. I just wanted to read Matthew seven verses eighteen to nineteen, which reads: A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that、mm. does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire.、Um, yeah, so I think this is a really Obviously, it's quite intense the ending, but I think it's a really good、um, verse to bring us to reality on the, that kind of topic. Like,、um, there actually is a consequence when our faith isn't reflected in the way that we live, and it's not.、Um, mm. It's not just like、uh, either or, like whatever. It's my choice, but actually, there's consequences when we're professing that Jesus is our Lord, but then. He isn't actually our Lord in our life, which is just something yeah, to keep、definitely. in mind. That it's not,、um, it's not a decision that doesn't have consequences. Yeah,、um, yeah. And on the talk of consequences,、um, yeah, I just wanted to briefly talk about the rewards that we can find in heaven. And this is this is something that I feel like a lot of Christians. Should know about like it should be talked about a lot more than it really <laughs> is. But thing is, so faith determines our salvation, but behavior determines our eternal rewards. And by rewards, I'm talking about crowns, and they're given out at the judgment seat of Christ.、Um, it says in Revelations,、um, if you read Revelations, I think it's Revelations three, if I'm not wrong. It talks about the crowns that God will、um, grant His believers, and I think. The best way to think about this is、um, like salvation is a participation certificate. So everyone who believes is given a certificate, right? And that certificate <laughs> is salvation. 
And the crowns are the trophies or like the MVPs that recognize achievements. Um, and the thing about thing is about these crowns is that they're not used to glorify us, but they're used to glorify God, which says in Revelation 4 verse 10, it tells us that we will use these crowns to lay them at the feet of Jesus, to worship Jesus with. Um, so mm-hmm. God chooses to acknowledge those who have put in more effort to live a life for Christ than those who choose to stay lukewarm in their faith. Um, and there are five crowns, and I'm just going to go through them really quickly. But there's the imperishable crown, which is given to the people that run their race and finish for Jesus while obeying the rules of the race. So this means they choose to live their life in a way that upholds God's name and ignore their fleshly desires. So you can read about that in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24. Then there's the crown of life, which is a crown given to people who have patiently endured trials, persecution and hardship. Um, So these are people who are maybe killed for believing in Jesus. And this is in Revelations 2 verse 10 and James 1 verse 12. Then there is the crown of glory, which is given to people who have taught and are are responsible for feeding God's sheep. So these are people like pastors, ministers, teachers, preachers, or anyone who teaches the word of God. So if you're a mother who's teaching the word of God to your children, that also counts. And this is in First Peter 5, verse 1 to 4. They've got two more crowns, guys, so hold on tight. <laughs> the crown of rejoicing, which is a crown for the soul winners, which means that it's given to people who have helped spread the word of God and has saved a soul. So if I, so for example, if Lily wasn't a believer and I told Lily about Jesus and then she became a believer crown of rejoicing (laughs) so that's in luke 15 verse 7 and then the last one is crown of righteousness which is given to those who long for heaven it's given to believers who are just like jesus come down we love you we want you and we love you and yeah all that good stuff (laughs) which is second timothy 4 verse 8 um so yeah the point of sharing about these crowns is just really to tell you um, this is kind of like an added bonus onto living a holy life because a holy living a holy life already gives us so much benefits because God's laws are for our benefits, which we covered in our last episode anyway. Um, mm. But these crowns are kind of just an added bonus and saying like God wants to reward us for the good life that we've lived, for the um, fruits that we've shown in our lives. And it really encourages us to want to do better and want to live a holy life because we want to worship God with these crowns and so Mm. in heaven one day we'll all be given crowns based on what we've um, done on this earth and so that really encourages you to actually instead of saying oh I'm too young I'm only 13 like I have my whole life ahead of me I'll start being serious (laughs) about my faith when I'm 40 like no start now it's never too late um we don't we don't know how long we're going to be on this earth so Mm. please 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 prioritize your faith because if Jesus came down this moment would you regret the way you lived your life and I'm not trying to you know put like make you worried about that like how you lived your life but I just want you to think um am I actually living in a way that glorifies God and am I happy with the way I'm living my life um just ponder on that for a moment because that does change a lot in your daily lives yeah I love um 
the way that you were talking about the last one, the crown of righteousness, the whole, like, looking forward to heaven, um, and that's, like, basically our whole idea around this podcast, Long you know, homesick, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, that's super cool that, um, what we're trying to achieve is, um, in line with the word, and yeah, that's super yeah, cool. I just sure. wanted to, briefly, before we finish up, um, just talk about, um, kind of off that, um, but how the way that we live our lives, um, it impacts the kingdom of God and the way that we can mm. live our lives to advance God's kingdom. And, um, yeah, so if we truly know God and we love God and he's saved us, then our purpose is to share the gospel and that's our sole purpose. Um, and obviously we can do that through a lot of things in a lot of ways. Go mm. check out the, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, the last episode. <laughs> but, yeah, but that is like our overarching purpose. Um, mm. And if we're living in this, in this um, rut of lukewarm Christianity and we're so concerned with living with one foot in the world and one foot with God and so much about our own desires and this kind of perspective, then we're not letting that good news work in our life and um, we're not letting... Yeah, if it's not in our life, then we can't be going out into the world and spreading mm, that to other people. Exactly. So we can miss out. If if we're so focused in on our own lives, we can miss out on opportunities that God is giving us to be used by him. And, mm. um, yeah, if we're looking down and constantly, like, in our own bubble, then we can just miss um, really cool opportunities and yeah. pass them up, which sucks because we want to be involved in what's got in what um God's doing on exactly. earth. So yeah, yeah, and then we should be excited to do that. It's not mm-hmm. um it's not a burden like oh dang gotta go yeah, tell people about go <laughs> tell people about Jesus. <laughs> oh, so annoying, but yeah, it's not supposed to be seen as a task, but a blessing, and exactly. um, we should be wanting to live this lifestyle that glorifies our father and we know how much um how much good he's done for us and and his incredible grace that he's extended to us so why wouldn't we want to go out and share the gospel and I think as a Christian um it's easy to know that for yourself but not have that kind of perspective of like yay like go out into the world like super exciting but I think it's just a mindset shift really that you just kind of have to realize like whoa so cool God wants to mm, use me so good like me like mere human so sinful he wants to use me to share his amazing love with other people and he wants me to be a part of his plan and that's such mm, a huge blessing it's so, so good yeah yeah definitely I think I just love how you're saying we like as vessels that is a blessing and if you think about other countries that don't have like you can't speak about Jesus without being killed Mm. um we are so blessed to live in a free country and um that actually allows us to speak Jesus name without being persecuted well as of this moment (laughs) who knows in the near future fingers crossed fingers crossed (laughs) yeah definitely it's just yeah, recognizing that blessing and using that to the fullest extent that we possibly can. And because um, that is our purpose on this earth, that yeah. to just spread Jesus 
through our actions, but through our words also. I think we like to put emphasis on our actions because it's easier to be a good, mm. like seem like a really good person to other people, but it's harder to say Jesus's name to other people. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if I said this in another episode, but I heard recently that like someone was talking about a Sultan lie. I feel like I've told you this if that wasn't an episode. Yeah, but, I think you told um, me. Yeah, but like the difference between the two and that like salt if you put it in your meal like yeah it's gonna change it and it's gonna enhance the flavor a bit but it's not actually you're not gonna be tasting the salt itself Mm. right it's like um our lives if our actions are the salt that like yeah they enhance our lives and someone might see something a little bit different and be like oh like why is she doing that um but it's not actually straight up testifying like that is because of Jesus like yeah cool that's so good that's in your actions but then um your words and the way that you speak and you tell others about the gospel is so much more like light because for sure if you if you put a lamp in a room like you're not gonna be able to not see the light and the light overcomes the darkness so um it's so much more visible and it makes a bigger impact so I Mm. think like you were saying we put a lot of emphasis on the actions but isn't is that because we genuinely want to change our our actions in our lives or it's actually easier um exactly and less straight up and less likely for people to have a negative reaction if that's like the way you're mm. acting. We have to be willing to proclaim the gospel. Um, you got to vocalize the why behind those actions, right? Because if you are being yeah. such a kind and loving person and somebody might be recognizing that, but if you don't say it's because of God, it's because of what Jesus did on the cross, I'm able to have patience and endure mm. this trial then they're just going to say, oh, she's a kind person. What does that do for the other person's salvation? Yeah. It's not doing anything. Yeah. So we need nice to... people that are unbelievers. Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't... Um... What makes you different? Yeah. Yeah, you have to actually... Like, their actions are great to start conversations. They're great to... Um, be a starting point like obviously you're not going to be running Mm -hmm. out like yelling at everyone like woo like (laughs) it's the gospel but like (laughs) that's so it is more practical yes and it is easier in our lives but has to be the starting point for verbalizing that and it can't Mm. just be solely relying Mm. on our actions to speak for our faith yeah and I think as Christians we have to recognize because as Christians, seeing other Christians and recognizing them by their actions, it's easier for us to see somebody and not know they're a Christian, but see that they're a good person. And you might be like, oh, I can tell that Jesus is working through her life. But for a non-believer, they can't recognize that straight away. So you have to be aware of that and realize that actually vocalizing it is so much more important than we um, realize and i think this is coming this is so this whole segment of the episode has been a bit off topic from lukewarm christianity (laughs) because lukewarm christianity is kind of the opposite yeah where you're professing jesus jesus name and you're saying i believe in god but your actions don't align with that um so yeah just i guess being aware of both of the two um different things and putting jesus at the forefront yeah but that's like the opposite exactly like you were saying like one is 
you're you're um, only showing it through your actions and then not actually verbalizing that, so it's not making much difference. And then the other way around, where you're mm. saying that, but your actions don't line up with it. And we don't want to be in either of those camps. We want to be in the middle where our actions yeah, are of exactly. Christ, and then we also are verbalizing the why behind those and um, bringing all the glory to Jesus and mm. yeah, putting him at the center exactly um so yeah i guess in conclusion just remember um that we are put on this earth for jesus um to bring glory to his name and we need to put jesus on the pedestal he's supposed to be the number one we're supposed to look towards him and um do as he has commanded us in his word um and it's not about us it's all about him so i think that if you take anything away from this episode Realize that you're a broken person. Jesus died on the cross for your sins and he has saved you. And we want to live a life in response Amen. to that. So good. Um, so I'm going to pray to in this episode. Okay. Bow your head and close your eyes unless you're driving. Don't <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> okay. Dear God, um, we just want to praise you, Lord. And we just want to thank you for your grace, God, that you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. And although we didn't deserve it, you, um, you've just given us this gift of salvation. And we just want to praise you for that, Father, that, that beautiful salvation that you've given us, Lord. Um, and because we love you, Lord, I just pray that you give all of our listeners a heart um, that wants to respond to your love and that wa- that wants to live a life that loves you back, that is holy and just um, glorifying you, Father. And I just pray that you will continue to um, help the Holy Spirit nudge us to become sanctified for you, Father, um, to be more like you and to put you at the forefront of our lives and to um, prioritize you and to pursue you in all of our actions, Father, I just pray for um, the body of Christ, Lord, that you would unify, unite us, um, that you would unite us and strengthen us in faith, Lord, and that you just help us to build each other up, encourage mm-hmm. each other to um, continue to follow you and to um, and to love you in everything that we do, that we can spread the gospel and be bold um, and courageous and spread the gospel through our actions and also through our voices, Father God. Um, we pray this all and we just praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you can and follow us on Instagram at homesickpod. Also, do not forget to check out our website where you can submit prayer and topic requests and read our blogs. We pray that you found this episode helpful and uplifting and we'll catch you next time. We're longing for home but here to make Christ known. Remember kids, God made you special. And he loves you very much. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Peace. And blessings. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.